everybody. Welcome to another episode of After, where me and some other brothers and sisters get together and discuss what we just heard in solid ground. Um, we just heard an awesome message from Meryl on this holy city at the end of the Bible. And so really looking forward to, to fellowship and more about it. So we've got uh, Connor on the line. Hello. And we got Caitlin here. Hey, again. hey. Guys, uh, I don't know about y'all, but that that message blew my mind. And there were about a thousand <laughs> verses that I forgot to write down <laughs> and that I need to go back to and find. Um, but yeah, what were what were y'all's uh, what were y'all y'all's initial thoughts? I guess on solid ground. What do you think, Caitlin? Yeah, I, I of course I always love the messages. I I just feel like this one really hit home for me tonight about the New Jerusalem. Um, mostly because I grew up reading the Bible and never once even thought of the words new Jerusalem. I don't know how looking back, um, right. but considering it's like the whole Bible ends with the new Jerusalem, all of revelation builds up to it, but somehow it eluded me um, <laughs> in my, my reading of the Bible as a youth. And so anyway, I, yeah, I just have so many thoughts and feelings about how this is the, the greatest sign in the book of revelation mm. and and really therefore in the book of the in the whole bible is mm. this new jerusalem the city right um and okay yeah. just for me taking a step back from the message really the image i'm left with is is a very kind of throwaway point meryl made about how the apostle um or yeah john he's He's on the island of Patmos, completely isolated mm. from from everybody when he receives this glorious vision, which is the book of Revelation, right. right? And we know right. the, the greatest sign in this book is the New Jerusalem. So what happens is he's he's isolated. He's, you know, mm. basically stranded on this island, and he sees <laughs> the New Jerusalem. Um, yeah. Anyway... I was just impressed of we're all kind of on our own little islands right now in our own little huh. addresses yeah, yeah, yeah. and um, <laughs> in our own homes. And I just was impressed that like, what do we need to be doing during this quarantine? I want to see the new Jerusalem. Amen. Yeah. That, I, that was my wow. big takeaway. Yeah. Yeah. For my Patmos is kind of the same thing. <laughs> um, man, the city, I, I agree with Kaylin. I mean, the revelation, most of us think of the book of Revelation as this, you know, this wild adventure of seeing, mm. you know, these creatures with scorpion tails and faces of a man flying around and <laughs> like basically what you see in a comic book. Um, but I love that this is a book of signs. Mm. And since this is the last part of the book ends, there's something extremely significant here. And that in that it ends with a city. We've talked yeah. about a lot of things that we find in these last two chapters of the Bible, but really it's all in the spectrum of this city. Mm -hmm. mm. So I think it's fitting that at the end of our study of the bookends, we're landing on the new Jerus Jerusalem as our focus point, I think for the next two weeks, right? Is it? Oh, I, oh, I, I don't know. know but not... Maybe it's not, but spoiler. Maybe I have Connor has spoiler. the inside, inside <laughs> scoop here. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I was thinking the same thing um, in terms of like, you know, so Revelation uh, chapter one, verse one, which, you know, that's like, here's, here's like what this book is all about. Mm -hmm. It says that this is a revelation of Jesus Christ and it's made known by signs. Mm -hmm. Yeah, It's made known by signs. And so uh, what y'all are saying, I mean, it's so true. It's like 
I kind of don't like this book or I haven't in the past because it's so confusing and weird and, and mythological. And I'm just like, what is happening? Mm -hmm. Why are there dragons? Dragons don't Mm -hmm. exist. But it's like, um, these are signs according to the, the very book that it's written in. Like, it's like, it says you tells you at the very beginning, this is a sign and it's interpreting itself. It's saying, Hey, this dragon represents the serpent, the ancient serpent, Satan. It's like, we shouldn't be taking this so literally. Um, we should realize it's a sign and peer into what it represents. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, I, I really appreciate Meryl kind of breaking down this sign for us. Like the heavenly city is explicitly called the bride, which we know yeah. is right. Like the church. And so, um, yeah, I guess I, I'm curious what you guys thought about that in terms of like, you know, with the new Jerusalem being assigned, um, how does that like adjust our understanding of God's story in the Bible kind of compared to the more common understanding of, of heaven and like, you know, we're going to walk the pearl or the golden streets one day, like kind of the more traditional concepts. How does this kind of adjust that, uh, especially in relation to God's story? Yeah. You know, I'm little, another little spoiler alert. I'm getting married next week. Woo! Woo! And nice. uh, thank you. If Zoom I'm wedding. there, Next Friday, May 1st, if, yeah, Zoom wedding, exactly. If I'm there and I turn around and I'm expecting to see Johanna and instead I see like a food truck or a building or a statue, <laughs> I mean, I'd be pretty upset. All this yeah. buildup, all this time spending wow. with Johanna, calls, um, traveling across the world to Germany, etc. All of that just to find myself on the wedding day to marry a building, that'd be pretty upsetting. Um, and I think the Lord, I mean... He's done so much. Okay, in the Old Testament, Meryl bite out, there's so many physical things, a lot of physical mm-hmm. things. But in the New Testament, there's a shift from this physical city, physical temple, physical tabernacle, to all yeah. of a sudden, this is a building of God in spirit. Mm-hmm. This is wow. a spiritual realm. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, last week I gave a really bad example. I have another little example I hope isn't as bad. <laughs> um, I worked a little bit in college, and I was like an entry engineer. And right Mm. above the entry engineer, there's supervisor, the manager, director, maybe chief technical officer. Imagine if you spend your whole life working at a company and you're Mm. at like chief technical officer at like 200 or more grand a Mm. year. And Mm. then you get promoted to CEO. And guess what your income is? Mm. 10 lollipops. (laughs) I mean, come on. (laughs) God's done so much to prepare his church as his bride. Wow. Why would he be? Why would he settle? for a physical city it just anyway i i laugh at myself because i've held this view for so long Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah yeah no me too i think um you know revelation 20 chapter uh, chapter 20 verse 1 says and i saw a new heaven and a new earth for the first heaven and the Mm -hmm. first earth passed away and the sea is no more and then verse 2 starts with and i saw the holy city new jerusalem um and I think, you know, okay, my favorite thing to talk about probably in the world um, is our culture and how it shapes our understanding of yeah. things. And I think there's this pervasive view in modern culture that uh, the Bible is with sort of this physical reality, which is so mm-hmm. interesting because the first verse of Revelation 20 says that the earth and heaven, the first earth and first heaven passed away, right? Mm. Um and there's yeah. something new coming in. And so mm-hmm. anyway, we have to realize that according to the Bible, which we love, it tells us that 
this is a book of signs. These are not literal golden streets. They're not, um, it's not a literal mm. city. Merrill did a really good job outlining three reasons that the New Jerusalem can't be <laughs> right, a physical yeah. city. One of which Connor talked about, God's not going to marry a city. Cause that's nonsensical. Right. Um, yeah. and yeah. I love the point too, about it, it being too big. Um, like it's too big, Ooh, right? Like point. just because it, it doesn't make sense that it would be a city that's a 1400 mile cube. Um, totally. Right. He said it launched us into space, right? If it's if it's as tall, if it were physically, literally as tall as the Bible says it's going yeah. to be, then it would be five times higher than the International Space Station, which is uh, that's like bananas, mm. right? Um, totally. But it's the major bananas. point here is not even just the realization. I mean, that's a huge realization that the New Jerusalem is not this physical um, city God's describing, but. Mm-hmm. It shapes our understanding yeah. of God's story because um, mm-hmm. Merrill outlined exactly. some of the things the New Jerusalem is, right? And he said, it's for today. Mm-hmm. It's for our enjoyment today. If the New Jerusalem is right. a physical city Amen. that we go to when we die, then why does it matter what we do today? Why does it matter that we're doing this podcast mm-hmm. or we're listening to Solid Ground or doing all these things? <laughs> why would it matter if we're all like, we got the ticket? Yeah. So what are we doing? Messing around. Yeah. We got the gold. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, the only appropriate ending for the story of God is that it be something non-physical. It be a spiritual reality and it be higher than the physical realm, right? Yeah, exactly. I, I was actually, yeah, I was thinking the same thing. It's like in relation to God's story, this is the mm-hmm. only appropriate ending. Like if, you know, the Old Testament, you have all these great types with Israel and their temple. New Testament, Jesus comes in and says, hey, you know, guess what? That's actually a type and you're now my temple. I'm going to come yes. and dwell inside of humans and and you are going to be the reality of the temple, right? Like First Corinthians 3 and mm-hmm. 6, we are temples of God. And the church as a composite, it, it is the, the house of the living mm-hmm. God. Um, Amen. And so it's like he's building up this awesome story. Like he, he did all these signs in the Old Testament, all these types physically. And then New Testament, it's like, hey guess what? Even more awesome than that physical temple, you're now my temple. And he's, he's doing something in us right now, transforming us to make us the Mm -hmm. proper temple. And it's like, what, if we end the story then with like, okay, let's go back to the old Testament. Um, now that you did that, congrats. I now will let you enter into my city. It's Mm -hmm. like, that, what, what a, what a, (laughs) oh my goodness. No one would want to read that novel. That's an awful novel. But yeah, but yeah, like you said, Caitlin, it's like this, ending it's the consummation of god's work in us today and so we can actually draw from it because it's spiritual and apply it to us today and, and experience it today and and in a sense become it today yeah. um but I, yeah i'm curious i guess you know because we talked a lot about the garden earlier sure. right we talked about the tree the river and all the garden imagery but now we have like a city which mary kind of brought up this point it's like we have kind of a change of pace here or a different image. And so I, I'm curious what you guys thought about that in terms of like, you know, because it ends in a city, mm-hmm. not a garden, like how should that really shape our understanding of today's like personal growth and spirituality? I, I really love this point. Right. Um, so I was an English major and like one of the, the big, the big things that you <laughs> see in a lot of novels is it, it ends where it begins. Right. Um, like tons, I, mm. I won't, I'll save you the list, but, um, so ostensibly <laughs> the book, the Bible is the greatest 
story ever told would end where it begins, right? It, it would end. Why, when we, yeah. you know, at the end of the Bible, why do we not return to the garden of Eden? Everything's perfect there. We're with mm. God. We have all mm-hmm. this great fruit. Like, why wouldn't we just be in a Satanless garden of Eden? Um, that would mm. logically be where the Bible would end to bring us back to, you know, we've right. learned that God's original intention is found in Genesis, but actually mm-hmm. I think it's so much more satisfying, so much more compelling that the Bible ends with a city, actually, because, right. you know, Meryl got into it, but the whole Bible is a book of life and building. And a garden is mm, a place of right. life. It's where you grow, you grow living things. A city is a place of building. You, you build that city. Mm. And so anyway, again, mm-hmm. love talking about our culture. And so... Uh, in our culture, we talked about this last week, how Western individualism is so prominent. We all want to be individuals. We want our own story. We want to be somebody, have fame, and um, right. people know our name. It's all about individual uh, success. And I'm impressed right. that if, if, the Bi- if the Bible were to end in a garden, it would be about your individual success. Because spiritually speaking, mm. you could just grow and grow and grow and be the biggest, best tree in the garden, um, you know? Um, but in a yeah. city, yeah, it's in a city, when you, like when you look at a building, you don't look for the best brick, you know, you don't go looking around thinking like, which one mm. of these is the very best Amen. stone? Like, you know, what's the best wall right. here? True. No, it's just, it's a building and <laughs> right. it, you know, it's for something. Wow. It has a purpose and all the bricks work together to form the building. And so we, you know, we're not bricks, wow. um, in the, in the Bible We're we're precious stones, right? And so actually your yeah. whole life of God, like with God is for this building, which is actually a corporate growth, a corporate growth instead of an wow. individual growth, which, which changes the way mm-hmm. we view God's story, because now it's not just about us. It's actually about all of our fellow believers. Mm, yeah. <clears throat> wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I thought, I think that's a great point you're making. And it's like our individual growth is for this corporate entity. Um, this verse came to mind when Meryl shared that talking about the garden city, the, um, life and building, uh, it's first mm-hmm. Peter two. So in first Peter two and in, in, uh, verse two, it talks about we're newborn babes longing for the guileless milk of the word in order that by it, we may grow mm-hmm. into salvation. And so here's like the individual aspect. Like we need to kind of what was mentioned in the early messages of solid ground. We need to right drink mm-hmm. the water of life. We need to eat the tree of life. We need to right feed on the word of God so we can grow yeah. unto salvation personally. But um, two verses later, what's the result of that growth or what Ooh. should it result in? It's now we are living stones now, right? Let's Chosen go. and precious. Yeah. So we are living stones and we're built up as a spiritual house into a mm-hmm. holy priesthood. So our spiritual growth we're, we're drinking and we're eating, we're eating in the word, we're drinking the spirit and we're having prayer and, uh, you know, growing and all these things, but it should result in building. I need yeah. to then get with Connor and I right. need to have fellowship with him in that. And we can then be practically built up together. Right. Cause otherwise, yeah, we, we're just becoming weird spiritual people, mm-hmm. weird monks, you know, who, you know, it, it might feel good and you might think you're something, but it doesn't actually do anything mm-hmm. for God's story. You're just a, yeah. you're a really pretty stone. Like you said, for, for a museum, uh, not a stone in God's building. So I, I, I just, I was really struck by, by this aspect of it, I guess. 
Yeah. yeah. And, you know, in John 14, a lot of people view the Father's house as this mansion, and we don't have time to get into it, but it does say, I will go to prepare a place yeah. for you. And then uh, 21 verses later, it says, uh, me and my father will come to him mm -hmm. and make an abode with him. And then later, Paul opens up and said, actually, Christ is going to make his home in your mm. hearts through faith. Mm. So this this place that he's building is actually a dwelling place in us. Right. He's building something in us. And that's like wow. the personal side. So that's very true. There's the Lord is definitely growing in us as the garden. He's, you know, he's developing his materials, like you said, in, in Peter's epistle. But Paul also pairs that in at the end of Ephesians 2 by saying, okay, into whom all the building being fitted together is growing into a holy temple in the Lord, into whom you also mm. are being built together mm -hmm. into mm. a dwelling place of God and spirit. Wow. It's not you personally being, being built up into that wall Caitlin was talking about or that beautiful brick or stone, <laughs> but no, we're being built together. And we as Christians, we're a corporate group. And actually the church, um, Ecclesia, yeah. isn't that the yeah. assembly? Like it's an assembly yeah. and it's fundamental nature. And that city, that Ecclesia, the group of people is the church, which is the bride in Ephesians 5 that, that is, um, being washed, the, the, mm -hmm. the garments are being prepared. Wow. So anyway, yes, there's our individual personal relationship, but this city mm. comes out of our being built together in fellowship. And even so much more today, as we're in isolation on our, in our Patmos, wow. John didn't have <laughs> Zoom or FaceTime. <laughs> Fortunately, we have these things that Hallelujah. technology has brought us today to where we can be built together mm -hmm. and depend on one another. Wow. Isolation kills us. That's right. the primary way to attack us wow. and to cause us to be introspective, introverted. But all those listening, I encourage you, please mm -hmm. reach out to one another, pray for one another, yeah. and read the Bible with one another. All these things the Lord has allowed us to have today so that we can be built together into a dwelling yeah, place of reach God out to me. and spirit. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Amen. Me too. Ditto. <laughs> All right, y'all. Well, this is great. I, I, I'm really encouraged by all the extra fellowship. This is, we need to have a, a corporate Christian line. Mm -hmm. I like this a lot. Yeah. All right. All right. I look forward to doing yep. this next week though, y'all. Glad we could do this. Yes. All right. Bye, Bye. y'all. See ya.